the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Dennis Prager here. Thanks for listening to the Daily Dennis Prager Podcast. To hear the entire three hours of my radio show, commercial-free, every single day, become a member of PragerTopia. You'll also get access to 15 years' worth of archives, as well as the Daily Show Prep. Subscribe at PragerTopia.com. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Friday edition of the Dennis Prager Show. The weeks go by fast. This is the last Friday of July 2023. It's eerie. <laughs> what are you going to say? That's why it's a good thing not to waste time. One of my least favorite phrases is, well, we got to kill some time. Time will kill you before you kill time. Anyway, I welcome you. We live we live in an age unlike any in American history. It would be as if the Salem witch trials became national policy. We live in an age in which if your children were taught that there are witches and some of them should be burned at the stake or drowned, that would be the equivalent of what we have today. Except that the Salem Witch Trials was a very, very short period of time. The people involved in it apologized profusely, and it was recognized as hysteria very quickly. The age we live in, therefore, dwarfed the Salem Witch Trials in the destruction and in the irrationality that people are expected to partake in. Arizona federal judge temporarily rules males can compete in girls' sports. An Obama-appointed female judge has ruled that there are no advantages if a, a boy has taken hormone blockers he has no advantages in competing against females <laughs> the reason for my silence is I have to censor what I want to say <laughs> now you don't want me to there's no doubt about it but I have no choice legally since there is a, a stream of expletives that is dominating my brain at this time. Hmm. Last week, a federal judge in Tucson, Arizona, ruled in favor of the plaintiff's motion for a preliminary injunction blocking a state law that would prevent males from participating in girls' sports. There's no doubt that this woman, appointed by President Obama, considers herself a feminist. As I said 
from the earliest days of my career that the feminist movement does not care about women. I said there were two things that were much more important than helping women. And they were anger at men and leftism. I was right then, and I am right now. How can a feminist rule that biological males can compete against females? Is horm- are hormones the only thing that give men advantage? An advantage? That's it? Arizona's Save Women's Sports Act was passed in 2022 and signed into law by then-Governor Doug Ducey, ensuring that, quote, athletic teams or sports designated for females, women, or girls may not be open to students of the male sex. There you go. That we even need such a law, that such a law exists, is quite remarkable. At least 20 other states have passed similar laws, most of which are also facing legal challenges. There is a legal challenge in every one or nearly every one of those states to a law that says only women can compete in women's sports. And you do realize that if you went to graduate school, you are in the cohort of human beings most likely to oppose these laws. It takes college education to pervert your mind. A preliminary injunction is an extreme legal remedy. It prevents a law from going into effect And it is only granted if the plaintiff can prove the following elements. They are likely to succeed on the merits of their claims. They are likely to suffer irreparable harm in the absence of preliminary relief. The balance of equities tips in their favor. And fourth, an injunction is in the public interest. The order... The order, written by Obama-appointed Judge Jennifer Zips, makes numerous, quote, findings of facts and conclusions of law, unquote, most of which sound like gobbledygook, this is from The Federalist, pulled straight from the World Professional Association for Transgender Health website. That's correct. That's undoubtedly what the judge did. According to Judge Zips, the plaintiffs are likely to succeed on their claims that the Arizona law is unconstitutional because the two transgender plaintiffs, 11 and 15 years old respectively, have taken medication that prevents them from going through male puberty. God, that parents supported this. Is there any decision, any permanent decision, that a, an 11-year-old can make legally? Can you get a tattoo? No. Can you go to a bar, which is not a permanent? No. 
Can you smoke a cigarette or a cigar? No. But you can take hormones? You can take hormone blockers, I should say, that prevent your body from doing what it is supposed to do? Because at 11, you said you're a girl? What does it even mean? Very few people have asked this question, not blaming them, but there's little discussion of how do you know you're a girl? Since you're not one, how do you know you are one? Dylan Mulvaney, the the man who single-handedly crushed Budweiser, I watched a, a TikTok video of him, and this is not meant at all as a criticism. It's just, it's so obvious to me, I may be wrong, what we have here is a gay man. Most gay men do not say they're women, just for the, just for the record. There, there is a subculture in among male homosexuals of men who present female. The way he spoke, the way he carried his body, this was not this was not a, a, a way a woman functions. Women don't speak like that, and they don't move their bodies like that. This is a guy basically, in drag. It's not a criticism. I'm just trying to explain him. I was told that he's asking for $40,000 a speech. I believe he'll get it. There are left-wing organizations that consider him to be a hero. Judge Zips put it, the testimony by doctors Brown and Hilton that boys have some biological advantages related to physical fitness before puberty does not support a conclusion that plaintiffs, who are biological males, who have not experienced male puberty have any athletic advantage over other girls, other girls, or pose a safety risk to other girls by playing on girls' sports teams. That's it. Males have no advantage other than having male hormones. Well, let me say this. Should this proceed, I hope that these two defeat the girls in every competition. No girl should play if they do. Gold dealers are a dime a dozen. They're everywhere. What sets these companies apart and whom can you really trust? This is Dennis Prager for AmFed Coin and Bullion. My choice for buying precious metals. When you buy precious metals, it's imperative that you buy from a trustworthy and transparent dealer that protects your best interests. So many companies use gimmicks to take advantage of inexperienced gold and silver buyers. Be cautious of brokers offering free gold and silver or brokers that want to sell you overpriced collectible coins, claiming they appreciate 
appreciate more than gold and silver. What about hidden commissions and huge markups? Nick Grovich and his team at AmFed always have your back. I trust this man. That's why I mentioned him by name. Nick's been in this industry over 42 years, and he's proud of providing transparency and fair pricing to build trusted relationships. If you're interested in buying or selling, call Nick Grovich and his team at AmFed Coin and Bullion, 800-221-7694. AmericanFederal.com, AmericanFederal.com. Washington Post has a piece. Doctors who put lives at risk with COVID misinformation rarely punished. Just came out. Yes, doctors who, in good conscience, differ with the AMA or with the CDC should be punished. This is the huge Washington Post article. Listen to how it begins. A Wisconsin doctor in 2021 prescribed ivermectin, typically used to treat parasitic infections, to two COVID-19 patients who later died of the disease. He was fined less than $4,000 and was free to continue practicing. A Massachusetts doctor has continued practicing without restriction, despite being under investigation for more than a year, over allegations of disseminating misinformation. Wonder what the misinformation? Okay, he he disseminated and prescribing unapproved COVID treatments, including ivermectin, to a patient who died in 2022, according to medical board records. That's interesting. So if you got ivermectin, your doctor prescribed it, and you died, your doctor, according to the Washington Post, should lose his medical license. Wow. Because as we know, nobody died unless they got ivermectin. I took ivermectin for about half a year. Ivermectin is one of the safest drugs known to man. So is hydroxychloroquine. I had on my show from the beginning of 2020 the late, great Dr. Zelenko, a hero, Vladimir Zelenko, an Orthodox Jew, bearded Orthodox Jew doctor in Brooklyn, who had, I, I believe, a thousand patients in the beginning of COVID treated them with hydroxychloroquine and zinc. He lost one patient. I wonder if the article mentions Zelenko. It'd be very interesting, because he was a big name. Yeah, that's what I thought, zero. That's right. So doctors should not be allowed to prescribe legal medicines that are safe unless they are allowed to. Doctors, thou shalt be Washington Post left-wing sheep. That is what this article is about. It is amazing that it has come out now. I'm curious, given all the information that we have about the dangers of the vaccines, 
I think, I think, I don't know for a fact, of course not. I think that LeBron James' son had uh, his, I don't know, heart attack, stroke, I don't know, I don't know exactly what he had. Is an, an example of so many of un, unbelievably healthy athletes who just fall over. And may well have been the vaccine. Hey, you ready for a uh, cardiac arrest, right? Let's go to, I'll give you the latest on this. MRNA COVID jabs have caused silent heart damage to tens of millions of people, a shocking new study suggests. This is from Alex Berenson, the former New York Times reporter whom the New York Times now hates. Moderna's COVID booster caused one in 35 people to have heart injuries detectable with blood tests, Swiss doctors report. Will the Center for Disease Control or American researchers take note? A dose of Moderna's COVID jab injured the hearts of about 3% of people who received it, Swiss researchers have found. This is just out last night. What is July 27th, yesterday? The vaccinated people did not show obvious signs of heart damage, but when researchers ran blood tests three days after the jabs, they found high levels of troponin, a protein the heart releases when it is injured in many recipients. Subclinical mRNA vaccine-associated myocardial injury is much more common than estimated based on passive surveillance. The researchers concluded. The paper was published last week in the peer-reviewed, they always want peer-reviewed, so here you have one, European Journal of Heart Failure. Do you think the Washington Post reported that? Has the Washington Post reported once the problems with the vaccine with young people? I mean like under 40, under 50 even? No, they report on doctors who should lose their licenses because they prescribed ivermectin, which, again, I took. And I have no, I was never vaccinated, thank God. Over one billion people have received mRNA jabs. The study suggests tens of millions of them may have suffered heart damage and don't even know they've been hurt. The researchers conducted the tests on 777 employees at University Hospital Basel, one of Switzerland's top medical centers, from December 2021 through February 2022. You won't see that in the Washington Post. We return. 
On MyPillow's 20-year anniversary with over 80 million MyPillows sold, Mike Lindell at MyPillow wants to thank each and every one of you by giving you the lowest price in history on their MyPillows. You'll receive a queen-size MyPillow for $19.98 regular price, is $69.98, and just $10 more for a king size. You'll receive deep discounts on all MyPillow products, such as bed sheets, mattress toppers, pet beds, mattresses, my slippers, and so much more. This is the time to try out some of their other amazing products you had your eyes on. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio slash podcast square and use promo code Prager to receive this amazing offer on the queen size MyPillow for $19.98 or call 800-761-6302. This offer comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee, it's time to start getting the quality sleep you deserve. So, go to MyPillow.com and use the promo code Prager or call 800-761-6302 today. All right, my friends. The Berenson article on the Swiss study ends with the following. If the last three years are any guide, those studies will not be run in the United States. Studies on the vaccine's safety. Nearly every important finding on mRNA safety has come from researchers based outside the United States. Even though Moderna and Pfizer are American companies, and the United States administered far more mRNA shots than anywhere else. When it comes to mRNA safety, American researchers seem to have decided that what they don't know can't hurt their careers. At least they can't keep the rest of the world from looking for the truth. The worst is coming from America and the best. Not in this case. Well, yes, the best. The the most full-throated questioning of the mRNA vaccines, which is a misnomer. Vaccine had always been understood, as far as I know, as injecting a dead virus and causing the body to build antibodies to that virus. And this is not what is done with mRNA. It's an entirely different type of vaccine if it should be called even a vaccine. We don't study them. Europe does. I have brought to you, and I believe it was accurate, I can't vouch for it, but I brought to you serious studies with regard to states in India that took ivermectin on very high levels, or in Africa, where it is taken for many other things, and the rates of death from COVID were far less than other places. Why wouldn't you take it since it's harmless? Why would a doctor be prosecuted and threatened with loss of ability to practice medicine for prescribing a harmless drug. It, it can hurt you. I mean, to a certain extent, I assume aspirin can hurt you, but it's a, it's a minimal level. Why would a doctor be prosecuted? Everything the left touches, it destroys. 
medicine is the next victim. You see the pledges that the medical school students take. I've done that with you. Well, I'm glad I wasn't vaccinated. Let's put it that way. On other matters, here's a piece of news that is almost amazing. Japan's population drops by nearly 800,000 with falls in every prefecture for the first time. It's a very interesting question. I mean, is Japan disappearing? Because they don't supplement their population with immigrants. Uh, Japan is very uh, racist with regard to other races. They didn't take in any of the Vietnamese boat people because they weren't Japanese. There, so the, this notion of Asian is, is a construct of the left-wing lying machine. Japanese do not feel any kinship with other Asians. Koreans, Chinese, Vietnamese, for example. We brought in a great number of Vietnamese, both people, because we are far less racist than most Asian countries. Think your kids are learning that at school? No, of course not. This is a very scary thing for Japan. Every one of Japan's 47 prefectures posted a population drop in 2022. 800,000 drop in population. Among other things, besides the fact that you're disappearing, who is going to support what the Japanese have as their equivalent of Medicare or Social Security? It's all dependent upon healthy young people working. But if you don't have young people, you can't have them working. One eight Prager seven seven six. It's an amazing thing to read this that the Japanese population has declined by eight hundred thousand dollars first time. Nearby Taiwan is just below Japan with one point two four babies per women. Or baby, they have it. This is from The Guardian, just on the left. South Korea has the world's lowest rate. Wow. The, the world's lowest birth rate at 0.78. It's, it's really something. Something massive has changed to suppress the female yearning that was so deep in all of history to have a child. You would think that that is sort of built into the female. Maybe it isn't. Uh, I, I have no proof. But it has been 
the case for virtually every society or every society that we know of in all of history. So either there was a worldwide conspiracy to get women to give birth, and I'm not being cute, maybe there was, or it is natural for a female to want to have a child, but the power of society is such that it can knock that yearning out. So what will they do when they get older? And the theoretical joys of career are no longer available. What will all these women do? And men, for that matter. I assume that the marriage rate is also falling in all of these societies. It's it's one of the most interesting questions of our time. Is the maternal instinct, well, the moment you say instinct, you have already answered the question. Is there a maternal instinct? Or is it overwhelmingly, culturally, societally induced? I don't know. I thought there was a maternal instinct. But hey, I thought that there was an instinct in women to protect children's sexual innocence. And the left has proven me wrong. Women overwhelmingly, disproportionately, are destroying children's sexual innocence in the United States of America. It is overwhelmingly women who want five- and six-year-olds to see men in dresses dance in front of them. Maybe there's nothing built in. <laughs> maybe maybe everything is cultural. Well, that's not true. The male sex drive is built in. The left has not been able to uh, to do anything about that. But what is built into the female? If it if protecting children's innocence is not and having your own child is not and bonding with a man who commits to you is not what is well this is a very very uh, a very real question I wonder what the South Koreans are doing. Is there, a, is there enough money that would change a woman's mind? Will give you X amount of money if you have two children or more? Would it be contingent upon the woman being married to the father? Well... 
Municipalities offering the best deals to new parents almost certainly benefited from migration from other areas by those already planning to have families. So that doesn't mean anything. It's quite an article. We should put it up. You would be fascinated by it. Carrie, Illinois. Courtney, hello. Hi there. How's it going? Well, thank you. Yeah. Good. I um, I just was commenting on you were mentioning about the drive being lower for women to want to have children. And it just kind of makes me think about the fact that so many women now have been on some form of birth control over the years. And it really changes pheromones. It changes your drive for who you love. Uh, also, obviously, can affect fertility. So I kind of just get curious around if that's a piece of why, because that started in, like, the 60s and, you know, has been pushed ever since. Now they're doing the over-the-counter, you know, and it just it just it concerns me because of the side effects, and I dealt with some with being on it for a long time. And it, it, you just kind of look back and wonder, you know, is that part of it, you know? You, you, felt that, you felt that consequence? I did. I struggled with fertility. I had a hard time getting pregnant because it... Yeah, but no, 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 but I, I'm talking about the yearning. You, oh, did, did birth um, control affect your yearning for a child? Um, at the time, yeah, I mean, I was pretty much like, because if you look at it in certain types of birth control, and I've read about it a bit, is that when you're living, even if it's a lower level of estrogen, you're living in a more estrogen-dominant state, so you're more of a people-pleaser, you're more of a goer, you're kind of in that more of a male-dominant, that uh, masculine energy versus the female energy. And so, and then that's just an interesting play. A book I read called the um, the Women Code it talks all about that and how the birth control kind of messes with that balance, that feminine energy that we're missing because we're always kind of living at the same level all the time. And until I got off of it, I mean, I wanted to have a child because I just, you know, I was 34 and I, I kind of felt that, yes, but absolutely. Wow. Well, I'm going to look into that. It's certainly new to me. Something's changed. However, I would just like to note, women are more depressed than ever. The happy, 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 happy. Uh, well, I'm a little. I can't. I can't sing it properly. Huh. All right, have the band play it louder. Hey, everybody! It's the happiness hour. Every Friday since 1999, the same century as World War One. It's the happy, 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 happy hour. If everybody were happier, the country would solve most of its problems. Happiness makes better people, and better people are happier. They go hand in hand. The happy make the world better. The unhappy make it worse. Both micro and macro. People who tear down this country are not happy people. And a lot of those people are angry at the happy. That's that's right. It's hard for you to imagine, but that is correct. It's like some people envy those with more money. Some people envy and resent, I should have added, and resent people who are happier than they are. They think that they have had an easy life. It is one of the most common misconceptions in life. 
that the unhappy think the happy had it easier than they. <laughs> and it is not correct. A lot of people have it easy and they're unhappy. A lot of people had really tough lives and are happy. There is generally little, generally, there are exceptions. But in general, there is little correlation between the objective status of one's life and one's happiness. That is the way it works. Today's topic will make you think, as they are all intended to do. A, you need to pursue happiness. The founders of the United States of America, who were great men, probably the greatest coalition of great men in one place at one time in history. Tell me when in history there was a gathering of as many great men as in the founding of the United States of America. I, I, cannot, I cannot think of any time in history in any society. And we are rapidly destroying their creation. A free country. A decent country which sinned because it was composed of humans and humans sin. So A, you have to pursue happiness, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And B, this is the theme today, there are many ways to be happy. Or if you will, and I prefer, there are many roads to happiness. It's hard for people who did work out a way to be happy to believe that their way may not be the only way. It's a common, totally understandable misconception on the part of happy people. They think that there is really one way. They have found it. So, for example, many religious people attribute their happiness in large measure to their being religious. And, in fact, religious people are happier than non-religious people. How could they not be? There, there is only a hopeless eternity awaiting the secular. It is as hopeless a doctrine as the human being can have. Secularism. I die, and that's it. Oblivion for eternity. Now, you're not aware of it. So you're not being bothered by it, but you're being bothered by it now. Every emotional bond that you have made is permanently severed, permanently. Religious people believe there's something afterwards. It's a big source of hope. They have a community built in. They have meaning built in. 
So I have made that argument many times, and I do believe in religion as a vehicle to happiness. However, it isn't the only vehicle to happiness, and there are some unhappy religious people. There are many, many roads, and that's a nice thing, and different temperaments are at, are at play here. I'll give you another religious example. Religion is a major source of my happiness. But prayer is not a big part of it. For many, prayer is a huge source of their religious happiness. For me, it's study. So that's an example of what I'm saying. There are many roads to happiness just within one of the roads. The religious road. There are many roads to happiness within the religious road. Outside of that, of course there are. That's why it's hard to imagine why you wouldn't be happy, or at least happier, given how many roads there are to happiness. Just think of all the hobbies that bring people happiness. And think of all the types. This one likes gardening. This one likes music. This one likes carpentry. This one likes flowers. I guess you can include that in gardening. This one likes... You just fill it in. There's really... I I must say there's no excuse for not pursuing happiness in this society. It was certainly true until 10 years ago. But it is still true. Many roads. 1-8 Prager, 776. 877-243-7776. Then there's marriage and there's children, which are also roads to unhappiness. Let's be honest. For many people, they have not been roots to happiness. They've been roots to pain. Not that pain and happiness are mutually exclusive, I mind you. Nevertheless, if your marriage does work out and or your children do end up decent people, it's a tremendous route or route to happiness. You see how many are available? Passions, hobbies, religion, family. That's that's a lot of stuff. Painting is another hobby. I wish I could paint. I developed my passion of photography as my way of painting because I can't paint to save my life. For others, it's, it's dance. I mean, it, that's why if you're not pursuing happiness, there's something wrong with you. I'll tell you what won't make you happy. Great amounts of time playing video games. They are, they're pleasant diversions 
but they're not happiness makers. Very few people would say they're happier because they play video games. They would say they love playing them or enjoy playing them. Or they might even produce dopamine. So this is a a big, should be a big help. You've got to find your root, or really your roots. R-O-U-T-E-S. 1-8-Prager-776-877-243-776. Any questions? or you want to offer your route, might help somebody. Back in a moment. This is the Happiness Hour. I'm Dennis Prager. There are many routes to happiness. I wrote a book on happiness because there are also generalized suggestions, and there are generalized obstacles to happiness. So there are general principles, like gratitude is the mother of happiness. That's true. That That's not an individual route to happiness. Be grateful. But, but there are many, many ways of being happy, of things bringing people joy, and That's another reason there's almost no excuse, not at least to be pursuing it. Of course, if you can't pursue any of these routes, that's a separate issue. What what has been your route is part of the, uh, this happiness hour. It's very important for people to understand that, that their passion may not work for somebody else. I gave the example of those of us who are religious. Even within that category, there are different roots. For some, prayer is a major, major source of, of happiness. For me, it's study. Specifically, biblical study. But also just reading books on theology and people's take on the, the great questions of God and faith. The intellect is a big, big factor in what brings me happiness. Has it stimulated my mind? That's not true for everybody, nor is it expected to be. One of the reasons I'm crazy about classical music is that it is cerebral as well as emotional. By the way, music is a perfect example of something that brings immense joy to many people, vast numbers of people. But there are different types of music. The one that is your route is no better or worse than mine. It just is your route. one Prager 776 What is your route or route, if you will? That is... uh, that is something that might help others. I could give you an example of my engineer, Sean. Insects 
bring him immense, immense joy. It, it's Now, it's hard for people like me to get it. I don't get it. Why insects bring him so much joy. But I appreciate the fact that different strokes for different folks. He sees a picture of an ant, and it's like me seeing a Michelangelo. All right, let's see what you folks have to say. Yeah, this is a really, this is deceptively important, this message of this happiness hour. But it's really a, a challenge to you. If you are not happy, you have not pursued so many of the avenues open to you. I didn't even mention doing good for others. That is an immense source of happiness for an immense number of people. Okay, let's see here. Apropos of that, Dana in Santa Clarita, California. Hello. Hi, Dennis. I'm a member of the Santa Clarita Valley Quilt Guild. And so our members get together in small groups alongside... What is it? The uh, Quilt what? Quilt Guild? Quilt Guild, yes. Wow. So we, we get together and we make quilts for various organizations as well as for friends and family. But we were able to gift all of the veterans in the Habitat for Humanity uh, build-out, 78 quilts, and each family got to pick their quilt and got their family name on it. How big is the Santa Clarita Quilt Guild? We have about 90 members currently. That's amazing. Any men? Uh, In all, all ages, all the way up to 85, and yes, we do have a couple of men. And they, men look at um, geometric designs and colors differently than women do. So we learn a lot from their ideas. Interesting. I believe that. Are they, are the, by geometric, do you mean more uh, square shape, rectangle shape? Yeah, they they do different like yes. engineering, uh, like right. linear. Yes. That's right, linear. And stuff. we tend to pick something with floral and curved and uh, soft. Yes, that's exactly that's- right. That I I learned about that a long time ago. Women's doodles versus men's doodles. Women's are generally more curved and circular, and men's are more linear square and so on that interesting so here's an interesting question when a trans person doodles do they doodle like their biological sex or do they doodle like their adopted sex that would be a good test if you really became a woman let me see your doodles now, they, they obviously can manipulate the results, but not if they 
don't know that the results will be uh, tested. Well, there's a good example. For most of us, joining a quilt guild will not be a vehicle to great happiness. But for some, it is. That's my point. It's why you have no excuse in most cases, given the amount, the the number of vehicles to happiness. I didn't even mention reading. That's a big one. We shall return. 1-8 Prager 776. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Klap van de molen. Okay, everybody. I'm Dennis Prager. This is the hour of the week. You set the agenda, whatever's on your mind, about you, about me, about life, about death. And, of course, about fountain pens, classical music, audio equipment, photography equipment, and cigars. That was impressive. Yeah, take in the music, everybody. Take it in. Let Dennis be Dennis. That's right. My parents learned that when I was 14. And I've been happy since I was 14. Not happy before that. Okay, all good to be with you. Last hour of the happiness hour, the many routes to happiness. So there were there was five. Those passions help in life. One word before I go to your calls about passions. I I had a lot of good attitudes early on in my life. One of them was making lemonade out of lemons. So I dated a lot. I was first married at the age of 32. And... To be honest, not all of the dates were interesting. Not, no reflection necessarily on the women. I only dated women. I was heteronormative. One of my many sins. And I decided to do something about boring dates. I would never insult them. I never walked away early on in the meal. Never did any of that protecting a person's dignity has always been a big 
part of the way I've tried to relate to people. So what would I do on a boring date? I decided that I would study boring people. And it made those dates fascinating. (laughs) I mean it. That's what I did. I wanted to understand why would somebody be boring, or at least in my eyes. And I came to a number of conclusions. One of them was few, if any, passions. That was that that renders you boring. And the other was no interest in the other party, namely me. I kept asking all the questions about her, but there were none in return. She wasn't interested in finding out about me. It doesn't mean romantically interested, just I ask everybody questions. Strangers, online, going out to the plane. All right, let's go to uh, your uh, calls here. Uh, okay. Hmm. Concord, California. Bob, hello. Hello there, Dennis. Hi. Uh, I wanted to give you this one question quiz on the original Ten Commandments. Mm-hmm. And the the, uh, quest, the quiz question is, what two of the original Ten Commandments can one not get caught breaking by another human being? Well, obviously the Tenth do not covet. There's, there would be no way to know Correct. if somebody coveted. And the other would be having to do with false gods, correct? Yes, the first commandment that says, you know, don't have any other god. Well, the reason, though, that's not fully accurate is uh, we are living in a society with massive numbers of false gods, and they are obvious. There are people who worship Mother Earth. There are yeah, people who yeah, worship yeah, science. Yeah. It, that, so we know that they do. The only one that's oh, really see, just yeah. internal is the 10th. Yeah, I was going to say, but you can't read a person's mind. That's you know, right. You're right. You know, well, you know what? If a person... Worshiping. Yeah, uh, okay. So this is an interesting question. Can Can you worship a false god only in your mind? I don't believe so. It manifests itself uh, in in behavior. And by the way, if it doesn't manifest itself in behavior, I'm not sure that it's a violation of the commandment. By the way, for the record, that's the first commandment in Christian versions of the Ten Commandments. It is the second in Jewish versions. The first is, I am the Lord your God to go to the land of Egypt which is a statement, not a commandment. That's why in Hebrew it's called the Ten Statements, not the Ten Commandments. Okay, just thought you'd find that of interest. Northfield, Illinois, Rob, hello. Hey, Dennis, what's happening? A lot. Um, I was wondering if you heard about uh, Placido Domingo conducting somewhere and there was a bit of a train wreck with the orchestra. 
And I was just cracking up because when you, there was like the little boycott against you it was political, obviously, but they also said that like you were not qualified. Uh, and they said that about him too. So I was just like kind of blown away by that. Did you hear about that? No. I, I, was he one of those who was charged also with sexual harassment in his career? Um, gosh, you know what, that you might be right. I don't know. I don't know if I am, but let me, let me quickly respond. Uh, I never claimed to be a professional conductor, but I am a conductor and I conducted a Haydn symphony at the Disney concert hall a few years ago. And the left wing was very angry that I was conducting the Santa Monica Symphony Orchestra. Santa Monica is a left-wing city. How dare they have a conservative conducted? So one of the arguments was I wasn't qualified, but I was qualified. I've been conducting all of my life, and I never have ever made pretense that I am a professional conductor. Qualified and professional are not the same. And there are plenty of pieces. I could not conduct Stravinsky, for example. Okay, thank you for that. And let's go to Long Beach, California. Robert, hello. Hi, Dennis. Uh, this is Bob. I'd like to say that the uh, the entire universe and all the galaxies and stars and planets and all the life both on planet Earth and wherever else it may be found, all are the product of natural forces. There are no supernatural forces at play. There's no spirits. There's no ghosts. There's no goblins, no deities, just natural forces. And for the Baptists out there, man never rode on the back of dinosaurs. I didn't quite get the last line. What was, what was the last line about? Man and dinosaurs. The Southern, the Southern Baptists believe that the Earth's about six to nine thousand years old. That man and dinosaurs walked the Earth together, and they depict pictures of that mm-hmm. by showing a mounted okay. cowboy on the back of a dinosaur. Right. It's absolutely ridiculous, and they want to well. It, 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 it's certainly not more ridiculous than stating there is no supernatural force. You're allowed to say, I don't think there are, I don't believe there are. You you say it as if it's a proven fact. Well, has there ever been any evidence to supernatural forces ever? Any ghosts, any goblins? Okay, okay. I don't believe in ghosts or goblins, but I also don't believe that the world made itself. I find that idea preposterous. Well, did your God make himself? Okay, the question is preposterous. By definition, God is eternal. By definition, matter is not. But the etern- but the universe couldn't be eternal. Only your God. That's right. Tell you, you move the, you move the, uh, the, the coal post. Okay, so, but nobody, no scientist claims the eternality of the universe. There was a beginning, I'm sorry to tell you. It's called the Big Bang. Yeah, in my opinion, the Big Bang was just the latest of us series of big bangs where the earth just... Okay, all right. Well, at least I've gotten you to say, in my opinion, 
I, I, I have advanced the conversation. Generally speaking, people believe what they want to believe. He wants to believe that there is no God. Right. Now you might say, well, you, Dennis, want to believe there is a God. I agree with you. I admit it. That's correct. So in that sense, I'm more intellectually honest. Back in a moment. I'm Dennis Prager. This is What is on Your Mind. Our, and I love it because it is not, I can't imagine a more varied list of subjects. This is an example. Dearborn, Michigan, and Todd. Hello. Hello, Hello Dennis. Yes, sir. <laughs> Last week, I phoned and asked your advice on an electric shaver. And I immediately did the research on the two brands you suggested. And the one, Babyliss, I'd never heard of. And the reviews are great. I purchased the shaver. It arrived in the mail the next morning, and it was almost fully charged. So immediately I went to use it, and this thing is fantastic. Uh, thank you so much. I do owe you a cigar, as you requested. That is so right. Yeah. Let me tell you, with your I, I could be. an address to send it to uh, you. That's very I sweet. will happily send you okay, a Okay, I'll put you on hold. <laughs> It's babyless, not babyless, but yes, babyless. I have tried every single brand of which I am aware. It is the one of the only arenas that I have found no relationship between price and excellence. You almost always get what you pay for. <laughs> that cracks me up. All right, very good. Let's see. Uh, Philadelphia, Paul, hello. Hello, Dennis. Uh, I can barely hear you. Uh, no, no, I can, I can barely hear you, Paul. How about now? Lousy, but better. Uh, I'm getting a lot of feedback. Uh, uh, in response to yesterday, uh, you, you said there was, uh, you were, there's only probably five uh, listeners who've been to uh, Greenland. Yeah. Well, I'm one. Sounds like you're calling from Greenland. How about now? Okay, better. So, wh- wh- how did you get there? I was. Uh, I'm an Air Force. I was. Uh, I was an Air Force flight engineer. I've been to uh, Sonderstrom, Thule, and I've also been to Catholic uh, Iceland. Keflavik, not just Reykjavik. Yeah, I was. Well, I was uh, there at '86 for the uh, the uh, Reagan uh, Gorbachev summit. Oh, I brought the vehicle. That's fascinating. Well, I want to tell everybody. Thank you. I see. I do have a listener who went to Greenland. I said I had five. I'm going to Greenland with you, my listeners, next year as part of our annual listeners cruise. For information, go to uh, Coastline Travel 
or, or email PragerListeners at CoastlineTravel.com. It's, be, it'll be awesome. Rochester, Michigan. Jeff, hello. Hi, Dennis. How are you doing today? Really well, thank you. So I usually agree with you most of the time, um, but I had to differ on this one. Uh, I, I believe what you said was, or what you suggested, was that the left was not able to get masculinity or the sex drive out of men. Oh, and good point. Think, you're, you know what? Yeah. You're, you're, you picked up a good line. I mean, you picked up a, a mistaken line. I agree with you. Yes, because I would say that's exactly what yes, they've done. Yes, that's a very, very good point. They've done it physically, behaviorally, emotionally. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you if you just look at the physicality of stuff, yeah, um, they've actually changed what boys should be, or they're, they're trying to change. Mm-hmm. What boys that's should, right. You're right. Which directly lowers testosterone. That's they've done the, it with food. Yes, that's right. Um, it's amazing the number of ways that they've done it. And you can even go on. There's a number of studies that actually show from, uh, at least from 19... Well, I don't know. How did they do it with food? So different foods that you eat control um, how much testosterone your body produces and how much estrogen your body produces. So just for one example, um, especially with meat compared to other proteins, if you get rid of meat, generally your body will produce less testosterone if it's over a long period of time. Especially if you replace that meat with like soy products, Mm -hmm. there are certain soy products that actually will increase estrogen Mm -hmm. in the body Mm -hmm. and, and that will make you less masculine, which will reduce your sex drive. Fascinating. Well, one doesn't even have to believe that there has been a deliberate effort to manipulate food. There has been a deliberate effort to manipulate men and boys. There's no question. And it has had an effect on their sex drive. That is exactly right. I would love to know the difference for a leftist between toxic masculinity and masculinity. I would say that Everything I consider masculine, they would consider toxic. I would also say that if these people were around a hundred years ago, or eighty years ago, we would have lost World War II. We wouldn't have even had people to fight it. You know, the guys, I think the biggest ratio of killed American troops, troops or service people was in, were in the bombers, were in the airplanes. A tremendous percentage of them were shot down. Many of those planes had a, a decal of a pinup. I think Ava Gardner was... Uh, was one I don't re- I don't remember who exactly, but a, a sexy image of a woman. Needless to say, that would be completely disallowed today. But the guys who risked their lives to fight Hitler thought it was adorable to put up a, a pinup on the uh, on the plane in the in the striving to make men in some female image 
we have uh, crushed our society. Who's going to be there to fight the next World War II? Back in a moment. This is whatever is on your mind. Our certainly been uh, varied, I have to say. Okay, let's see here. Madison Heights, Michigan. Today's Michigan Day on the show. Hello, Carol. Hello, Dennis. Thank you so much for taking my call. Mm -hmm. It's a uh, subject you've already touched on today, so I appreciate you taking my call. Um, Another adverse effect of the COVID vaccine uh, has my immune system in hyperdrive. The immunoglobins in my blood are high. Every time I get an insect bite, I'm either to urgent care, getting a steroid injection and a steroid script to go, or calling my primary care physician for an antibiotic. I used to enjoy the outdoors, but I'm terrified of it now. Last year, it was a gnat bite, and I had to go to urgent care because I had a fast-spreading cellulitis from my wrist. All the way up. Have you uh, reported um, this to the VARES website? I have, but you know, I have, but I, <laughs> I, I don't really know if that's going to make any kind of difference. Well, it does in in so far as the number matters. The number of Americans who had adverse reactions to the vaccine or believe they have had it for good reason uh, is important. So, uh, well, I am now a retired RN because I will not get the boosters. Um, I'm done with the medical field. Why I, did you get I, the original RN? Well, you had to. Yes. Yes, exactly. I know. You had to. Americans accepted the had to with an equanimity that showed me that a new generation of Americans has been born. The land of the free and the home of the brave was our self-perception, and it changed. Freedom didn't matter, and bravery didn't matter. Yes, that was it was a sea change these years of lockdown and mandates. That is correct. Orlando, Florida, and Dennis. Hello, Dennis of Orlando. Good afternoon. Um, how you doing, Dennis? Well, thank you. This is an honor to be on your show. Uh, I've tried on several occasions and finally got through. Great. Um, the question I have has to do with the current presidential race. Um, while Trump and DeSantis do get out, I'd like to get your opinion on a third-party candidate rising to become president of the United States. You mean any any third-party candidate? You don't have one in mind? Yeah, it's just, it's just yeah. a generic okay, question. Okay, so it's a very good question. Usually what has happened is third-party candidates ended up electing the candidate of 
the party that they are most alienated from. Teddy Roosevelt running with a third party ended up having a Democrat elected. That changed American history. We had that later, of course, as well. This is what happens. It happens on the left as well. Ralph Nader ran on the left, and it ended up with a Republican. It's in, in America, unless the person wins, it is just catharsis. It is a psychologically pleasant feeling. I am protesting whatever I am protesting. But you end up electing the person you least want to be president. That is generally what happens. So we're stuck. And stuck might be the, the proper term. What shall I say? Okay, I'm going to take more calls when we return. Stephen Louisville one says, I'm too polite to the left. They're communists. I find the left destroys everything it touches is more effective. But you're right. All right, so I'll take that call in Louisville. Hello, Steve. Hello, Dennis. How are you? Okay. I, uh, I, I think you're, you're a, a good man and you're a gentleman, but you're too polite. You keep referring to these people on the left, and you're not calling them what they are. They're communists. And I, I, I just I don't, I don't know any other word to call them. Uh, they're evil people, as you said. Um, and like you, I'm a conservative Jew, and it bothers me that so many Jewish people especially during the, the first half of the 20th century or, or longer, were, were communists. And how do you feel about that? Oh, I feel awful. Uh, but that's, that's it's not here or there how I feel. The, yeah. the issue is to explain it, and I do. I've worked on this a great deal. Trotsky was a Jew. Marx, both grandfathers were Orthodox rabbis, though his parents converted to Christianity. And uh, Marcuse, what they almost all had in common is total alienation from Judaism. Religious Jews overwhelmingly are conservative. Non-religious Jews are overwhelmingly left-wing. That's got to tell you something. See, a lot of Jews have imbibed the Jewish call to make this world a better place. And instead of doing it through the Ten Commandments, they do it through some secular religion. Instead of doing it through the Bible, they do it through the New York Times editorial page. So that's that's the tragedy. Vast numbers of of Christians do this, but they're not called Christians. When a Christian stops believing, they stop calling him Christian. 
when a Jew stops believing, they still call him a Jew. That's that's the problem, or a problem. All right, glad you called. I thank you. Covina, California. Jesse, hello. Yeah, Dennis. Yep. Nice to talk to you. Uh, hearing you um, about the shaver, it's kind of like almost uh, visualizing you writing with an eraser mate pen. Visualizing me writing with a what? With an eraser mate pen. What's an eraser mate pen? An eraser mate pen was an old ballpoint pen that used to was erasable. Ra- it oh, really? Era- it erased ink. Yes. Amazing. It was like a fad type of pen. Mm-hmm. And then so um, I guess my joke fell short. But anyway. Oh, I um, see. Because I, I understand. It, it's you are a straight razor man. And using electric is like using an erasable ballpoint pen. Yes. <laughs> and that's why I, I, when I hear okay. you say cigars, fountain pens, uh, classical music, I think um, wet shaving and straight razors go hand in hand. That's something that you're missing. Wait, so you use a straight razor on a daily basis? Yes, it keeps me on, not on a daily basis. I don't shave on a daily basis. All right, but whatever you when shave, I, you use a straight razor. How often have you cut yes. yourself? I've cut myself about, um, I would say maybe once, no, more than that, about three times. It's not really that bad. The way it really feels, Dennis, is that imagine if you get uh, um, a piece of metal and you heat it up with hot water and you put it straight to your face the minute you took it out of the water. It's not that much pain, but you do feel a little warmth of the blade, and that's all it really feels like. So there's really no pain. And that's better than the razors with the, that come on blades or the razor blades that come on razors? Uh, yes, it is, um, because it's the aesthetic. It's like if I ask... No, no, I agree with you. I, 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 I think I, I'm not arguing with you. <laughs> If you if you could do it, that's great. I find electric more convenient, and I can't use a razor often because of uh, the irritation. So electric is my preference, and I have tried them all. So a man followed my recommendation. San Diego, California. Jeffrey, hello. Hello, Dennis. Yes. Good morning. Yep. First of all, I, I want to say I wish I was half as articulate as you ver- verbally. I can I can put things well in written form, but I really appreciate your your verbal articulateness. I appreciate it too. It's a gift. It is a gift. Yeah. So, so I don't brag about that... it because I know it's a gift. Okay. <laughs> you don't have to brag about it. So my fair. point is that is that the Democrats are terrible at the border. They're terrible. On defense, they're terrible at keeping the budget, uh, uh, you know, keeping us on, in under the budget, et cetera, et cetera. But when it comes to demagoguery, when it comes to manipulation of the truth, that is their forte. And look at what Kamala Harris did in Florida. She goes down there, and Florida has this these new educational standards where where they're saying slavery is bad, slavery is terrible, but they have one line in there that. Well, some of the slaves 
uh, got skills from slavery. So when they weren't slaves anymore, they were able to start small businesses. So Kamala Harris goes down there and demagogues it. And she she didn't she demagogue. She actually lied. I report oh, yeah. I reported this on the show. The woman actually lied about what they say. And, and a, a, a National Review made a list of all the things that the curricula say in Florida about slavery and how terrible it was. The woman outright lied. But truth is not a left-wing value. I mean that. I, I would be happy to be placed on a lie detector. Do you, Mr. Prager, really believe that on the entire left, not liberals, left, truth is not a value? I would pass the test. I am as certain of that, having studied it half a century. That was my field of study, the left. That's why I learned Russian, was to read Pravda. And now you can read the Washington Post. You don't need to learn Russian. Exactly what I mean. <coughs> the loneliest monk never ventured from his range. I can't stop the smiling. The monk never cared that he was strange. All right, I got I got to start talking. <laughs> Sean, you got to hear this on my system. It, it will blow thine mind. Hi, everybody. Let's take some more calls. Hendersonville, North Carolina. John, hello. Hello. How are you this afternoon? Really well. Thank you. Uh, explain something to me. Mm-hmm. A Jew, Jew is a religion, not a race. And if you have Jews that are following the Ten Commandments, I would say those are Jews. And Jews that are following some other secular aspect of life they're not jews okay so i think i can explain it to you the jews are not a race the jews are not a religion the jew the jews to be totally precise to the bible are a nation and just as an american can hate america or love america can believe in god or not believe in god the same, or any, almost any nation, that would be true. So it is with the Jewish nation. Am Yisrael is the way it puts it, the nation of Israel, or the children of Israel. Now, again, just as you're born an American, or can become an American, if you wish convert, you can be born a Jew, or convert to being a Jew. So if you think of Jews in terms of Americans, you will understand what Jews are. Christians are a religion. You're not born a Christian, and uh, when you stop believing in it, you have stopped being a Christian. That's the way that works. Most Jews don't know how to explain this, and certainly most non-Jews don't. It's a... Like almost everything else in life, it's uh, it's a blessing and a curse. Because you end up stuck with a lot of people who are... Uh, the, uh, the opponents of everything that you stand for. 
like George Soros. I wish you all a wonderful weekend. Dennis Prager here. Thanks for listening to the Daily Dennis Prager Podcast. To hear the entire three hours of my radio show, commercial-free, every single day, become a member of PragerTopia. You'll also get access to 15 years' worth of archives, as well as the daily show prep. Subscribe at PragerTopia.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.